And Corey said, two things have helped me. One, having extremely defined goals. And two, remembering people won't take it as hard as I think they will. The more you say no, the easier it gets. I'm a huge people pleaser, but have to keep an eye on the goals. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. I'm Charlie. And I'm Femke. Today we're going to talk about saying no to good opportunities. So sometimes we're presented with opportunities or projects or things that we would really like to do and they sound, you know, really good, but sometimes we have to say no to them and that could be for multiple reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into today in this episode. Yeah, it's a really tough situation to be in to have to say no to something that seems like a really good thing and it's something I've been struggling with lately, so looking forward to chatting about this. Yeah. First of all, how are you? Have you been well? I have been well. I've been getting better because, as you may have heard, I was sick in the past few episodes. Feeling lots better now, though, and trying to get back on top of things. I think I've made a decision from talking to Dan in the Sean West community the other day that I want to try and take it a bit easier in December. I have lots of projects on my to-do list that are like, you know, due to be started after when, when I finish the ones I'm currently doing. But I think instead I might take some time to just plan and like think about what my goals are and how I'm going to get towards them so that I can make sure that the things I'm doing are working towards the right direction do you know what I mean yeah so does that mean you'll be slowing down some of the content that you produce in terms of consistency not really because I definitely still want to be putting videos up on YouTube but it's more that I'll give myself permission to not feel guilty about not posting in my blog or perhaps to only have one video a week on YouTube and be okay with that you know Because right now I'm not really posting that many blog posts. In fact, I think it's been a month without one. But every single day I feel guilty about that. Mm. So I think if I make it a conscious choice to not do that and to not do all the other like updates to my site. And, you know, I I wanted to get some prints for sale in my store. I was planning on doing that before the end of the year. But that's a lot of work, you know, to get a product up for sale. It means taking photos and working out shipping costs and making the listings for them all. Uh, You know, there's a lot to do. So I think instead, I want to take some time to plan for the future, I suppose, which seems like a good thing to do at the end of the year. Yeah, it's it's a nice time of the year to sort of, I think, reflect on the yeah. year that you've just had and, yeah, look forward to the next year and sort of start planning what you're, what you're going to do and what your goals are going to be. Exactly. I've also been thinking about whether to take a bit of a slowdown period over the holidays. I've noticed... You know, there's a few creatives that I that I follow and they post regular content. They're actually taking a conscious break over the holiday period. So they're not, not publishing anything until mid-January or so. And I haven't decided whether that's something I want to do. I'm a very consistency freak person. So yeah. like I really value consistency and I like to stick to it and I I guess I just struggle with, you know, if I miss something one week, then 
oh, does that show that I can't keep up with things? Like, what does that say about me? Uh, but I know that I'm probably being too hard on myself there. And the holidays, if if any time of year is a good time to slow down, it's probably this time of year, right? So I don't know. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to maybe take a couple of weeks off or, or keep it going. We'll see. Well, keep us updated. Yeah, I will. So this actually ties in quite well to today's topic, doesn't it really? Like if we're both thinking of saying no to our, our plans, I, I guess. That's true. Focus on something else. Yeah, this the saying no is, you know, it's something I've heard a lot is that you have to say no to good things so that you can say yes to great things. You've heard people say that before, right? Yes. Yeah. And I've always understood the concept of it, but it's not something that I've really been in a situation before where I've had to think about it any more than that you know it's always been that when a good opportunity came along I was like yes finally something good you know I can go for this whereas now I'm finding that there's just a lot happening and you know more and more things coming my way and I'm actually having to consider saying no to things that you know in other circumstances I really would like to do because I say no to things a lot and I'm, I'm sure you do too but usually there's very good reasons for saying no And, you know, maybe it's not the right client, it's not the right project for you, you're just not that excited about it. You know, it's easier to say no in those situations, right? But when it's something that actually seems good and you would quite like to do it, but for me, it's a time thing that there's just not the time to actually do it to a high standard and, or perhaps doing it might compromise my health and my sanity and the amount of sleep I can get. And that's when I'm having to think about saying no, which which is tough because I like to think I can do it all and it seems that I cannot. Yeah, I think the hard part for me about that is the sort of, I guess, forecasting required. So yes. like you said, we say no to something good so we can say yes to something greater. But most of the time those or that good thing and that great thing don't present themselves at the same time to you, right? So, like, something might come along that seems really good now, uh, and something might come along in a month from now that's greater, but I don't know that yet, right? Uh, But if I said yes to the good thing, that will commit myself so I can't say yes to the great thing that's going to be coming in a month's time. Do you know what I'm sort of getting at there? Yeah, I really do, and I think this is a situation I've gotten myself in, actually, I've said yes to doing a client project that's a small job. It's it's designing a calendar for like a, a YouTube group thing. I won't go any more than that in case I don't end up doing it. I don't know. Things might get awkward. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've said yes to that. But then another opportunity has come along to work with Adobe on, on a series of videos. And I would really like to do that. But it's the the idea of it would be a Christmas like gift giving theme nice. so obviously it's something that has to go out before Christmas in right. order for this to make sense yeah and I just don't think there's time and that's a real shame because you know I'd love to work with them it's software I use all the time and there'd be a great like you know relationship to build so yeah this is a tough situation because it is something I really would like to do but I have already committed myself but also at the same time just to make things messier uh, neither of those projects like I haven't actually said no yet but because you know, I'm waiting for all the details but the later they get with presenting them to me I suppose the easier it's going to be to say no because no. there just yeah. physically won't be time to actually actually make it in time even if I didn't have any other projects on 
And with the other project, uh, I haven't had the signed agreement back yet. So that that hasn't been, you know, confirmed yet either. Basically, just having a bit of a mare. <laughs> so how then do you know when to say no? I, you know, I really struggle with this. And I want to, I know we normally wait to bring in tweets, but I really want to bring in one from our pal Corey Miller here because... I don't know, he, he tweeted this in it and it really got me thinking and I sort of sat and reflected on it for a bit because I asked if anyone had advice for saying no to good things because, you know, it's, something, it's a hard thing to do because mm-hmm. you feel like you're taking a risk, you might be letting yourself down, you might be letting someone else down. I don't know, it's scary. And Corey said, two things have helped me. One, having extremely defined goals and two, remembering people that won't take it as hard as I think they will. The more you say no, the easier it gets. I'm a huge people pleaser, but have to keep an eye on the goals. And that's so true. It's, I don't know, this tweet from Corey just sort of made me think, like, it's okay to be a bit selfish sometimes and to say no to things that don't quite fit with your goals and where you want to be in life, even if, you know, doing it would would be a good thing and it would help the other person, it would be money for you, you know, but yeah, making sure the goal is first and foremost in mind. And I think that's where I've been losing out lately I've been doing a few freelance projects that aren't really relevant at all you know that they're not even in my portfolio because that's how you know I don't really want to be getting other work like them so why am I doing them it's it's a bit ridiculous really yeah I think I struggle from and I think Corey might struggle from this as well but correct me if I'm wrong Corey but I struggle from like all the things syndrome if you know what I mean so like I too am a people pleaser and I don't want to have to say no to good and exciting opportunities because they sound good and exciting and, you know, good opportunities are good opportunities for a reason. Like there's some benefit there, obviously, like maybe you get to do something that you haven't done before and that will open you up to something new or maybe they want to pay you really well or it's going to look really good on your portfolio and there could be multiple good things about it. But if there's if there's that one thing that doesn't quite sit right about it and that doesn't quite align, like for example, Corey says, you know, you need to have really defined goals. And so you can use that as sort of like a lens, I guess, to see whether that project is a good fit for you. Like it might tick all of these other boxes except one. And that one box could be it doesn't align with your goals. And so that could be enough reason to say no to it. That's totally true. I think I've just been getting excited recently about, uh, you know, extra income opportunities and freelance projects and, you know, sponsored opportunities or whatever that have come my way and, you know, feeling like, oh, this is exciting. You know, I'm getting all these project requests through now. And yeah, I think I just need to take a step back and think, actually, what am I doing here? What are my goals? Just because I can fit in this freelance project, should I actually do it? You know, would this time be better off used on one of my personal projects, for example, even though that won't earn me money right now? Yeah, that's fine because, you know, my day job is covering all my bills and I'm still able to save. So I shouldn't be thinking about that as much. And I'm a bit annoyed at myself that I've been saying yes to things that there isn't like they're not part of my path, if you know what I mean. I don't know. I I shouldn't be annoyed because... It's all been good experience and opportunities and things like that, but still, I I think I need to, like you said, think of my goal as the lens a bit clearer. 
I'm just taking a, a stab in the dark here, but the uh, panel that you were on at the VidCon conference was like a DIY, right? Which wasn't yep. really what you want to align yourself with. Looking back on that, even though it was a good opportunity, is that something that you feel like maybe you you should have said no to? Ooh, this is a good question. And actually there's something else I was going to bring in that's related to this. No, I, I don't think that that was a bad thing to say yes to. Was that phrase terribly? I don't know. <laughs> no, you know that, what I mean? It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good relationship to build. And I'm going to be at VidCon Europe this uh, next year in April. I don't know if I've said that on the podcast yet, but... I don't actually know what panels I'll be on yet, but I've already told them I don't want to be on a DIY one and given them <laughs> several ideas for other panels that, that I could be on. Um, yeah, that, that's, that was really good for starting off that relationship. And at the time, it was relevant because I was making DIY videos, even though it wasn't my main thing, you know? So I'm, I'm happy that I did that. Another situation where I was thinking about this and wondering if maybe I should have said no was a vlogging workshop I held at the Bradford Literature Festival oh, earlier yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. When that opportunity came my way, I thought, oh, I really don't want to be known just as like a YouTuber. Like this isn't the thing I want to teach. So shouldn't a workshop I host be about design, you know, and more related to, to what I want to be in? Yeah, exactly. But I went with it because the opportunity came my way, even though it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't much money or anything like that. I'm really glad I did in the end, not because of the content in it, but because it gave me some practice in, you know, hosting a room of people and like taking them through a, a presentation. And it's almost a good thing that it was about something that I find very easy and, you know, not scary to talk about. Whereas with design, there's a lot of imposter syndrome in my way, which, yeah, it, it's obviously difficult to deal with. So it's good that I had practice with dealing with a room with an easy topic. And it, I think it's okay that I, I don't do that anymore. And obviously it would have been better if, if it was a design workshop. But yeah, I don't know. You do have to take what you can get sometimes, I suppose. And I wasn't going to go through the trouble of arranging my own workshop. This one, you know, came my way. So it seemed like a good opportunity. I wouldn't have organized my own YouTube workshop. But because they'd already done all that for me, that's why I went with it. What do you think? Do you think I made the right choice? You're allowed to say no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like listening to your reasoning, especially what you were saying about, you know, at, at that time that panel made sense for you and it meant that you got to develop a relationship with them, which has turned into, you know, the next opportunity for you. So in hindsight, it sounds like it, it was a good opportunity for you to take, uh, but I I guess it sounds like if they offered you another DIY panel, you'd maybe rethink that. Yeah, I that just wouldn't be relevant for me to be on another DIY panel. So, yeah, I wouldn't do that. And, you know, what you were saying before about if we say yes to a good thing, what if a great opportunity comes along and we're already busy? That's definitely something I'm going to need to keep in mind. Because what if, for example, next year in April, there's a design conference that for some reason asked me to talk? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I would much rather do that than VidCon. No offense, VidCon. I'm sure they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're not. But, but, you know, I've already committed to that. So, yeah, this is something I definitely have to keep in mind and not get overwhelmed and too excited about things. I, I, basically, it comes down to thinking bigger, right? Yeah, I think so. And like like you kind of just touched on, there could be multiple reasons as to why you have to say no. Like sometimes you 
don't want to say no. Like in your situation, if you've already committed to VidCon and then a design thing comes up, you're going to, it sounds like you're going to have to say no, even though you don't want to. And this happened to me recently. I was asked to speak at Creative Mornings here in Amsterdam, uh, which I like would have loved to. uh, But unfortunately, I had to say no because I was going to be overseas at the time of the event. And so sometimes we have to say no, even when we don't want to, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. And that can be really hard to deal with because now I feel like I lost that really awesome opportunity that could have turned into or could have led to other things. And so, yeah, sometimes that's, that's hard to sort of accept, I guess. Did you, how did that process go for you, that decision-making process? Like, did you immediately think, oh, I have to say no, or did you think about changing your flights, changing your trip? Um, I, I don't know, what went through your mind? The first thing I suggested was seeing if we could have it on a different date. So seeing if the date could be on a day that I was still here in in the country mm-hmm. and they went back to like talk with the team about that and decided that they they couldn't shift the date so yeah then I was like well yeah I'm sorry I thought about changing my flights uh, but it didn't it didn't go, go any further than just like thinking about it for 30 seconds and realizing that it was going to be too difficult to do that yeah it's a shame isn't it but I don't know these things happen How did it feel to say no? It sucked. Uh, Like I said, I'm a real people pleaser. But but not only just that, it was actually something that I really did want to do and it was a really good opportunity. So saying no was really hard for me and I felt really bad about it because I, I wanted to please them obviously like I wanted to be able to do the take take on the opportunity because you know me saying no obviously means that they have to go back to the drawing board and find somebody else to do it etc so it creates extra work from them and also it just it just felt like a missed opportunity for me and so it took me a little while to I guess not get over it but kind of accept it just accept that sometimes this happens and the stars don't align even though they want to align they just don't uh, but but the nice part about it is that they're going to keep me in mind for for future future sessions so hopefully that opportunity will come back around which I think is also an important thing to note is that saying no to something now isn't saying no like forever or indefinitely uh, and, and this is especially true if you're really busy with with the current work that you have on, it's okay to say no and, and say, I'm just too busy right now as much as I really want to do this. I'm too busy. And that client or that opportunity or whatever it is might come back around in a couple months time and be like, hey, how about now? And you'll be like, yeah, sweet. I'm free. Let's do it now together. I think that's what I'd really like to do with Adobe for this project that we've been in talks with. Let me bring in another tweet because this relates to what I want to say. Um, This is from our friend Eric. Our friends are very wise, aren't they? (laughs) Very. He says, I have a tendency to overload my plate, but now I always take a gut check, imagining what it feels like to say yes and no. Usually we know in our gut when we're too busy to take on yet another project. Imagining saying no will give a sense of relief. And that's a really interesting point because you know sometimes saying no is going to feel terrible and you are going to be really you know sad about it and sometimes saying no can be a relief and when I think about this uh, current potential Adobe project saying no 
feels like a relief because if I said yes it would mean you know I've had a I've had a pretty stressful few weeks to be honest there's been a lot on I've not been sleeping much Uh, there's been some big life changes like we were talking about um big freelance project on so saying no would mean that I don't have to think about yet another project fitting in before the end of the year and that sounds pretty good you know even even if I did have all the time in the world I, I don't know I think that I need to say no to it for that reason and hope potentially that they might want to work with me again in the future, that there might be other opportunities, that this just isn't the right one. Mm, Yeah, I like the gut check sort of idea. And I feel like I kind of used that recently for an opportunity that sounded really good, but I had to say no to. And I can't really say any more about what that opportunity was. But basically, the conditions of that opportunity didn't align with my goals and mm-hmm. what I what I wanted to do and so even though the opportunity sounded really promising and you know there were a lot of benefits to taking it I would have been able to grow and learn more and get some new skills uh, but ultimately uh, yeah the conditions just didn't align with my goals and as much as like on the surface I really wanted to say yes I had to really do that gut check and ask myself whether I was okay with those conditions. And ultimately I wasn't. And so that's when I knew that I I had to say no to that opportunity. I suppose this, you know, even though you said you were sad about your creative mornings opportunity, having to say no to that, maybe you would have felt worse if you'd cancelled your trip in order to stay for it, you know? Yeah, well... I mean, there's always an opportunity cost, right? So yeah. that that trip that I was planned to take was in, well included the Sean West conference where I got to hang out with you and a lot of other awesome creative people. And so if I had cancelled my trip to do the creative mornings cost, the opportunity cost of that is that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to spend time and, and develop those relationships with all of my new friends that I met at the conference. So there's always that opportunity cost there, just sometimes it's a little bit clearer and sometimes it's not so clear. Yeah, sometimes it becomes clear after the fact, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's also true. Do you think it's also easier to say no, like the the more sort of opportunities or the, the more requests that you have coming in, the easier it is to say no because you just get busier and so you can kind of just use that as an excuse. Like, yeah, it's a great opportunity, but I've got too much on. I'm going to say no. I'm obviously not in that situation yet, but I think it will, to be honest. I think for several reasons. Firstly, you'll have practice at saying no. You know, it'll become easier. You'll be able to let your feelings go from it a bit more because right now, you know, it is always like a a heart decision as much as a head one for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it'll be easier for that. And also because you'll get better at evaluating and... I don't know, predicting, I guess, the outcome of each and seeing the value in it because you will have experience with similar stuff in the past, perhaps from things that you've said yes to and wish you hadn't. I don't know, you know, that that could help you then decide in the future about um, similar opportunities. So I think it will get easier for that reason. And I think right now I'm currently in the position, and it sounds like you are too, where that sort of overload stage is happening 
and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say yes to the wrong thing sometimes and we'll learn from it and be able to apply what we learned to future opportunities and be able to figure out easier if we should say no. Yeah, I think so. Like at the beginning, I kind of had scarcity mindset and I'm I think everybody kind of has that at the start you know you're not getting much in and so you just say yes to everything that comes in whether it's good or not Uh, and so I've kind of been in that situation the last year of just saying yes to everything but I'm I've gotten to the point now where those opportunities that are coming in are, are mostly good and so now that I've done a few of those good opportunities I guess I have a better like lens on what is a good opportunity and what isn't a good opportunity and there's multiple levels of good opportunity as well and I think as you get to a point where greater opportunities come those lesser good opportunities which are still good opportunities become less important if you know what I mean so like for example, you get asked to do like a little small YouTube workshop in, in London. That's that's a pretty good opportunity. But let's say then you get asked to like be a keynote speaker at VidCon in LA. Like that is obvi- obviously an opportunity that's going to faster pass you doing a small little YouTube workshop. Uh, but it only surpasses it when you get to that point of that opportunity being so Mm. great, you know? So we kind of have to do those smaller good opportunities. And now that I've done those small good opportunities, I have a better lens to say no to them because I can better recognize a greater opportunity that's coming my way. Does that make sense? That was really hard to explain. (laughs) No, that totally makes sense. And it made me think that like when I was invited to VidCon this year to be on a panel, I just thought, that it was the greatest thing in the world and it was amazing, you know, to, yeah. to be invited to do that. That was yeah. that was pretty incredible. But now the fact that I'm sitting here on this podcast saying if they ask me to be on a DIY panel, I'll say no, which sounds like, I'm like, exactly. who are you, you spoiled brat? But yeah. <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. It's like as those greater opportunities come your way, it makes the other ones seem less important. So I think it becomes easier to say no over time. Exactly. Yeah, it, it does. Our, our standards raise, I suppose, for what a good opportunity is. Yeah. Something I did recently for an opportunity that came along that also I can't talk about too much in detail yet. Well, with time, but yeah, I wrote a pros and cons list on in the notes app on my phone on a plane. <laughs> and I sat there and thought about, I guess I was doing what Eric was talking about, like a gut check, but also trying to think about the future and what saying yes, like these two different paths, what would saying yes mean and what would I get out of it and what impact would it have on my life, etc. And that really helped physically writing it down as a pros and cons list rather than just keeping it in my head or in my gut. Yeah, I think we all explore that in different ways. Like writing it down sounds super smart and you shared your list with me actually and it was it was really cool to see what your pros and cons were. Uh, I haven't I haven't done that, but I feel like if I was really in like a sticky situation that that would be a good way to kind of just assess, like take a step back, you know, like look from the outside in and see what the pros and cons are of taking something and and do that gut check that Eric mentioned. Yeah, totally. This episode, I think, this chat has really helped me. So thank you, Fem, and everyone listening for giving us an opportunity to talk about this. And I hope this has helped some of you listening as well if you're 
feeling guilty about saying no to good things or I don't know feeling silly about it because that's definitely a situation I was in but I feel like throughout this talk I'm feeling more okay with it and I don't know I need to think about my goals and if the opportunities align to them and I need to do a gut check and try and predict what each outcome will be and how I'll feel about it and I think that will help me make decisions in the future. Yeah, I think what what Corey said has really like summarized or summed up this, which is the thing about, you know, making sure you have your goals set and just checking to see whether the opportunity aligns with your goals, right? Like it could be a it could sound like a really good opportunity, but if it doesn't align with your goals and what you want to do, then it's probably something that you want to consider saying no to. Yeah, agreed. Thank you, Corey. Basically, this whole episode could have just been your tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So where can people go to find more podcast episodes? If you head to designlife.fm, you'll find all of our episodes there. Would also really like to encourage you to sign up to our newsletter because you'll get an email on a Monday when our new episode goes live with a link to it and a little bit of a summary and a note from us. And we also, whenever we've got something new to announce, the newsletter hears about it first, right? Like Always. With our sticker pack, for example, there may still be some. We are recording these in advance, so no promises. But head to designlife.fm slash store. See if there are any of our sticker packs available. They're only $10 and your buying one helps support the show because we are ad and sponsor free and we want to keep it that way you can also join in the twitter conversations by following us at design life fm and we always do a tweet a few days before we record about the upcoming topic we're going to talk about and so it's nice to have a bit of a discussion and get your voice on the show yeah we love it really helps obviously like with this episode in particular thank you to uh, Corey and eric for their wise words yeah Cool, we'll see you next week. Yeah, good chat, fam. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.